Please be seated. Okay, confession time. Are you ready? <laughs> one, one person's ready. <laughs> Have you ever wished you could go back and undo or redo something? Did that ever happen? Um, I, maybe it was something you said in an argument, and you're like, mm, I, I wish I could take that back. Maybe, maybe it was something that you did, and immediately... You knew you shouldn't have done that. Does that ever happen? Some of you are afraid to shake your head yes. I'm not going to ask you what it is. I was talking with somebody, uh, this is a little while ago, and they were telling me about the benefits of apple cider vinegar. Anybody, anybody hear about those? Apple cider vinegar? And, and it has to be the one with the mother. Did I get that right? Because who cares about dad is what I'm saying. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. So, so I went and I and I found that right, and and you know I take vitamins every day, so I'm like, what's one more thing, you know, to the routine? Not a big deal. So, so I get there and 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 they said one teaspoon. I'm sorry, one tablespoon a day, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm, no big deal. I, I can do that. So I'm taking my vitamins, and then and then I, I get my tablespoon, and I get my apple cider vinegar with the mother or whatever that stuff's called. Not daddy, but mom. And and I put it in the tablespoon, and down it goes. Yeah. You guys are smarter than I am. As soon as I did, there were two things that occurred to me. Three, three things that occurred to me. One was I just poured acid down my throat. Second one is it would have been really good to dilute this with some water. My third realization is I'm going to have to drink a lot of water for this to dilute in my stomach. of us. This is the, the outward us. When we go out in the community, this is when we're uh, waiting in line at Allsup's or when we're looking for a parking spot in Walmart. By the way, um, I haven't tried this yet. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't work for them, and I'm not getting money for this if you try it. But, but Walmart has a new thing. You can order 
I guess, I don't know if you need an app, or you can order online, and then you can go there and they bring it to your car. Okay, well, y'all are way ahead of me. That was pretty new for me. I haven't tried that yet. Um, I'm waiting for Starbucks to do that so I can order on my, my little mobile app, and then I just pull up and honk, and they bring it out to me, um, preferably not on skates. Our voice. We want, we want to ask God to reset our voice, to reset the part that goes out from us. Because we've all been in those instances where we did something we immediately thought, I shouldn't have done that. Or, or we said something and we immediately thought, you know, I, I, wished I could, wished I could take that back. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. We, we were in Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2 last week. But Romans 12, 9 through 21 really uh, c- kind of gives us an idea of what this is going to look like when God resets our voice, a part of us that, that goes out. He says in verse 9, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and show them hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written... Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, I read that, and I'm imagining that that we want, all of us, we would want that to be our voice. We would want that to be the part that goes out from us, everything that Paul describes in this passage. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you love it if whenever, you know, we, we say enemy and, you know, we, we, we don't talk that way much anymore, but, but wouldn't it be great if someone is mean to you and they say vicious things about you that your first thought is, God, w- w- would you just touch their heart? Wouldn't it be great if that was our, our first thought? Wouldn't it be great if someone said something in public to you, very unkind, if, if, your, if your reaction was, in really a, a real sense, a blessing to them? Some of you are going, yeah, but we're not there yet. I, I think I mentioned this uh, either last week or a week before, but, but there are times where we're... Where, where, I say something or I do something, and I think, where did that come from? And I mentioned, I think before, um, one of the things that drove me nuts about my dad, my dad was a good guy, but one of the things that drove me nuts about my dad was if you dared ask him why, what was the answer? Because I said so. That drove me crazy. Now, I know what you're thinking, that that I was... uh, pernicious little child, and, and I probably was 
Some of you are going to have to go look that word up. I can't spell it for you, though, so you're on your own. But, 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 but I was a stinker anyways, and, and I don't know if they had explained some of the things to me, if it would have helped a lot. But, but I really, there are two times in particular, I think, that maybe if they had explained it would have helped. Here's one. I mentioned this just the other day to somebody. My mom was, was drinking something that she didn't normally drink, and I said, hey, can I have some of that? She goes, oh, honey, you won't like this. It's prune juice. I said, well, can I try it? So she let me have a little drink. And you know what? I liked it. And I said, can I have some? She goes, no, 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 honey, no. You go on and play. So I went right to the fridge, got that big jug of prune juice, poured myself a big tall glass, and chugged it before she could catch me. It was not a pleasant night. Maybe if she said, son... If you drink this, I can't finish the sentence in church, but you'll be sorry. This is what will happen. Another one was my oldest sister. They were giving her, I, I can't remember this right. I was pretty young, but it was mineral oil. Do people like actually take that? Like two tablespoons is what I remember. And I wanted some. And, and they said, no, 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 she's, she's sick. She needs this. You don't need it. And I begged and begged and begged. My dad made me take two tablespoons of that. You know what I found out? That will oil you up inside. If he had said, son, let me, let me describe to you what's going to happen. M- maybe. I don't know. But the because I said so was never satisfying to me. And I said, I will never say that to my kids. And one day, I forget which kid it was, but they started with the why thing. Why, 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 why? And before I knew it, my dad stepped out of nowhere and said, because I said so. He wasn't even there. That was me. And so we wonder sometimes, where do these things come from? I'm not that way. I, I'm not mean. I, I, I'm not like that. Where, where does that come from? Well, well let me tell you. And I, I, I found a photo, Mike, and I forgot to, to include it in the slides. But, but I know your mind is going to go there right away. I'll tell you where this comes from. It comes from within. And and you guys may not have thought this, but I know that Mike thought of that old 60s horror movie. What's the name of it? Oh, Mike. It came from within. James chapter 1, uh, verses 13 through 15, lets us know this. Uh, sometimes... Yeah. Any of you, are you ever still tempted sometimes whenever you do something and you know you shouldn't and you get caught? Any of you ever tempted to say, you know, the devil made me do it? Eve tried that. It was kind of true for her a little bit. But here's the truth about where that came from. James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. James says, let no one say when he is tempted. By the way, this is James, the brother of Jesus, right? The half-brother of Jesus, that James. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So here's where it comes from. Are you ready? You can write this down. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his neighbor. No? I have three sisters, so each one is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his sister. By his friend, by the media, 
Here's what it says. Lured and enticed by his own desire. It was was already here. Somebody's playing with a light back there, I can tell. Don't touch the buttons. Kidding. Now he's messing with me. James 1.15 says, Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. You see, there's a saying, and I said it before, and you heard it. Uh, you, you can probably help me out with it. What's in the well comes up in the bucket. It's true. That's a good folksy saying. I grew up in the city. We didn't have a well, but I knew what that meant. So if you don't like what comes up in the bucket, what do you do? Well, you can change what's in the well. If you find yourself doing things or saying things and you're thinking, that's not me. That's not the way that I want to be. That's not the voice that I want to project. That's not what I want people to think of me. Then you can change what's inside because it comes from in here. So how do we do that? How do we change what's in the bucket? Psalm 119, this is a little bit long, but I want to read it to you, seven verses. Psalm 119, beginning in verse 10, says this. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. Here it is. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Joshua 1.8 is a verse I memorized as a kid and really just kind of helps bring this home. Here's what he says. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then... Will you make your way prosperous, and then will you have success? You see, here's the deal. If we want what comes out from us to change, then then we have to change what goes in. If you're not liking what comes up in the bucket, then, then you need to change what's in the well, because I promise you, I promise you what's in the well comes up in the bucket. The the example that I always use, but this is absolutely true, you'll find out what's in there when you smash your thumb with a hammer. Yeah. Now, it's better if you're not expecting it. Don't go home and smash your thumb with a hammer, you know, to try to hold that back. It's in those moments of surprise that 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 bubbles up. And if you want to change when, when what comes out is not what you want, when you say, that's not me, that's not who I want to be, God, I need you to reset my voice. You need to remember that that one of the ways that that we can allow God to do that for us is to fill our hearts and our minds with his word. I I love Psalm 119, and and we even say this. This is our our Bible uh, verse. When we do the the pledge to the Bible during vacation Bible school, this is always a verse that that it's on. Your word have I hidden in my heart so that I can know a lot about what it says. Your word have I hidden in my heart so I can look really smart in front of all the other people. Your word have I hidden in my heart, it says, so that I may not sin against you. If you want to change what comes out, then you change what's in. 
If you want God to, God to reset your, your voice, that part of you that, that goes out, then, then change what's going in. So how do we do that? Let me give you a couple of ways quick. That's not the right word. Quickly, I'll use the adverb. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. How do we do that? Well, what can we do about the part that goes out from us? Let me give you two things. Are you ready? It's a pastor's two things. So one, the first thing has three things, and the second thing has two things. So I'm going to give you five things, but we're going to call it two, and you're going to think I just gave you two things. Did I confuse you? By the way, that's a memory technique. Are you ready? Do you realize that your phone number is ten digits? But you don't think about it that way. You think about it with three digits, your area code, the prefix, and then the suffix. That was free. Two ways, that, the two things that we can do to, to, to change what goes out from us. So how do we do that? One, tell your problems to God, not others. Tell your problems to God, not others. Any of you like to complain? I do. I'm not supposed to, but I mean, I, I do. Sometimes I realize what I'm doing, and and you guys will hear me say something like this: "Wah, wah, wah! Poor me, poor me." I, I have a torn rotator cuff. See, I'm going to do it right now. I have a torn rotator cuff. I know, right? You're supposed to sympathize with me, brother. And so, like my life, yeah, you can stop now. <laughs> like like my, my life, I feel like my life is controlled by physical therapy twice a week for six weeks. Hey, Larry, can you do this? I don't know. Let me go see when I've got to go down. All the way down, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we tend to do that, but listen, listen. When you have problems, when you're irritated about something, when you're upset about something, don't go telling somebody else. Just just tell God. The three amigos of gossip in our world today are, and you guys probably know them, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I know I lost most of you with those last two. No, I, I said Snapchat in here. Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. It's Instagram, too. There's four, but they're like the, what do you call those dudes? The four musketeers. Listen, when you're irritated about something, don't go on a Facebook rant. Don't do it. I, I see stuff like that, and. And and even when I know the person is not that way, do you know it changes my perception of them? The part of them that, that goes out with a Facebook rant changes. The same with Slapchat. I mean, Snapchat. I want to come up with my own and call it Slapface. Um, just, just don't do it. Don't do it. If you're irritated, frustrated, upset, or worried, go to God. That doesn't mean you can't grab a brother or sister and, and get them to help you work through it. Certainly do that, but that's not typically what we do. 
when I'm complaining, when, when I come to you and I start talking about my torn rotator cuff and, and physical therapy, and I hope that works so I don't have to have surgery and then do another six weeks of physical therapy, I don't really want your advice. <laughs> I just want to complain. Just don't do it. Just go to God. So that was the first one. Tell your problems to God, not others. Here's the second one. When you mess up, fess up. That doesn't sound very biblical, so let me let me put it in some biblical words for you, some Bible words, churchy. They're confession and repentance. The, the, the part that goes out from you, I promise you, you're going to mess up. The Bible calls it sin. You're, you're going to sin. Other people are going to see your sin. When that happens, just confess it. And I'm not talking about some deep, dark, earth-shattering kind of... I just mean when you lose your temper around people. Just go back. Maybe you, got, you might have to like spend some, some time going back and rounding each one of those people up and just say, you know what? Here's what confession looks like, by the way. This is what I did. It was wrong. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? That's the way it works with God, isn't it? Confession with God... God, this is what I did. It was sin. Will you forgive me? So, so when you mess up, just fess up. Just say, you know what? God, man, I, I messed up the other day. I lost my temper, and, and, and I, I got angry with you, and, and it showed. I'm sorry. Will, will you forgive me for that? That was wrong. And, and then, because nobody wants to keep hearing that over and over and over, right? It would be like, you know, listen, I'm sorry I got irritated with you and I slapped you in the face. Um, will you forgive me? And they say, yeah. And then next week I have to say, look, I'm sorry I got irritated with you and I slapped you in the face. Will you forgive me? It's not going to take very long before they're not coming around you anymore. <laughs> so the second one is this, repentance. If you, if you just want to have fun, you too, Bob Newhart, just stop it. Just quit. Don't keep doing the same thing and just keep asking. Here's what repentance, this is what I think about. Repentance is putting in place whatever I need to put in place to help me not do that again. If you're prone to Facebook rants, don't just confess it. Repent. Three things that it takes for a reset. The first one is surrender. Maybe you just need to give up Facebook. Here's what I would do if ever God leads you to do that. I would go on first and say, guys, Facebook has become a, 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 a source of temptation for me, and, and I have lost my temper and let it go out on Facebook. So... And you post this on your Facebook page, so just so you know, I'm deleting my Facebook page. So you, you're confessing and you're repenting. You're taking that out of the way. Some of you don't know what Snapchat is. If you ask your grandkid, they'll show you, and then you can delete your Snapchat account. Confession and repentance. That, that's, that's really... 
if we want the part that goes out from us to change, we change what goes in. But but also, we just need to learn, and you don't hear this a whole lot in Baptist churches, just we need to learn to live a life of confession and repentance. We get called hypocrites all the time as Christians. You know why? It's because we say one thing and do another, and we pretend like when we did the thing we weren't supposed to do, we didn't do it anyways, and we go on, and we give this impression that we think we're perfect. We know we're not. Everybody else knows we're not. What if, what if as believers, what if when we messed up, what if when we sinned, we just confessed it and we repented? What about our neighbor that doesn't know the Lord and, and, and they, they, they hear us yelling at our kids or cat or dog or if you're a really foolish guy, you yell at your wife. I wouldn't suggest it. They hear that. What if you went over and say, you know what? Yesterday I lost my temper. You probably heard me yelling at my wife. And, and I've asked God to forgive me, and I've asked her to forgive me, but I just need to ask you to forgive me. I've got the best neighbors in all the world. When we first moved over there, we said, you know, we, we have people come over, and so we might get a little bit loud. If we do, just let us know. They say, it's all right. We just take our hearing aids out. What if, what if we began to live a life of confession and repentance? And God changed the part of us that goes out, our voice, to the world. And, and they saw people who aren't perfect, but they have this relationship with God that is changing them. That, that when they sin, they confess it, but then they change. What if they began to see a change in the part that goes out from us? I think it would be a whole lot easier to share the good news about Jesus and that they can have a life-changing relationship with him if they see it in us first. Don't you think? I want to lead us in, in just a, a time of prayer. And, and as we do, I want to use this as a, as a time not only as a response to God, but to carry on into our communion time. And today, if you're here, uh, whether you're a member of the church or not, if you're a believer and you've made a public profession of faith in Jesus Christ, followed him in obedience and baptism, we invite you to participate together with us. Uh, we're all part of God's family, and so we just invite you to do that with us this morning. As we enter a time of, of invitation and, and response, would you just let your response be to God? Uh, Lord, I want you to change me on the inside so that what people see on the outside is different. God, remind me of the things that I put in. <laughs> Help me only put the your, your word, help me to focus on your word so that, God, it'll change the way that I act on the outside. And then as the, the deacons distribute the bread and the juice, I would ask that you, you hold on to them and, and use that as a time of reflection. That this, we, we talk about confession and repentance and forgiveness. It was free to us, but it was bought with a price. And use this as a time to, to contemplate and, and to reflect on the price that Christ paid on the cross for us. When he made that new covenant with us, he said, this is my body, which is for you. Jesus took our place on the cross and he took our sin. 
More than that, he took the punishment for our sin. And when Jesus said about his blood, this blood is a new covenant that I make with you, make make no mistake, this covenant is superior in all ways to the old covenant. This isn't in a covenant of works, but a covenant of grace. Where Jesus says, I will take your punishment and I give you my righteousness so that you can stand right before the Father. Let's pray. Lord, you're amazing in your love for us. It blows me away that, that God, you would even consider us, but, but even more than that, after we turned away from you, after we sinned, that you sent your Son on the cross while we were still sinners, demonstrating your amazing love for us. This morning as we enter a time of communion, God, I pray that you would Lord, speak to us by your spirit. If there's anything that stands in the way between us and you, that, that Father, you would just uh, bring that to mind. Allow us to confess that to you and to repent. And, God, if it involves someone else that's here, that, Lord, you'd give us the courage and the boldness to go and get that right with them as well. This morning, Father, as we, as we sit around your table, Lord, we're thankful for the the sacrifice that Christ made for us, that he was the atoning sacrifice for our sin. God, change us. Change us on the inside, and God, help that to be reflected on the outside. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.